What's good, people? This is Andrew McCain once again. Welcome back to another episode of The Interlude with Drew. Today, I want to talk a little bit about um, how God makes room for us, all right? Just want to encourage my fellow uh, minstrels, my fellow believers, everybody that has been in a place where you feel like, you know, you've been waiting on God to do something for you and it feels like time has passed you by and everything like that. I know I've felt like that many times, so I, I know exactly how it feels. Um, a lot of times we feel like God has given us a dream, an ability, a talent, but it, it, it sometimes can feel like the market is too crowded. Like I know for me personally, I've been uh, writing songs since I was like really, really young. Like I think I might have written my first song when I was like seven, and I've been playing the piano since I was like six. And... Um, now that I'm 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 about to be 32, um, my main thing that I've been wanting to see happen, to be honest, you know, just to be transparent, is um, my uh, songs to be, you know, well received by the general public as far as like people that listen to gospel. Like, I, it would be nice if, if I got on like you know playing for our artists or something like that. But at this point in life, being a father and a husband and everything like that. Uh, that's not like a, a, a huge dream. Like I, I definitely um, believe in that, you know, the McCain's music will be um, where God wants it to be someday. And I'll, I'll be happy playing for the McCain's. But anybody else, that'll that'll be like, you know, extra. But my main thing I've been waiting on is, you know, being able to have my songs be, you know, really successful, whether it's through the McCain's or other artists that I've sent the songs to. And, um, you know, just just waiting for, you know, life and things to get better. Um, and a lot of times it feels like the market is too crowded. Like gospel is a very um, small genre. And because of that, it can be very territorial. And they feel like, you know, they're they're not trying to hear any anybody that's new unless they already got their own wave of popularity and stuff like that. And it could feel like there's no space. But, you know. What we got to remind ourselves of is when God opens a door, no man can shut it. Like we oftentimes, like I say all the time, get into the trap of trying to people please or trying to um, compare ourselves to other people or get the approval of others. But really, it's about what God wants. And if it's God's will for your life, even if it takes a long time, it's going to happen. So we have to be convinced that God makes room for us. So I, I just wanted to read. Um, the scripture, Genesis chapter 26, verse 17 through 22 says, then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar or Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water, which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, for the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. Also, Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen of, of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well Essek, because they quarreled with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that one also. So he called his name Sitna, and he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth, because he said, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. So this is a really great story because it's talking about how Isaac and his servants um, 
They were d digging. They were digging wells in a place that was like rightfully theirs. But the people uh, that were around, they they had issue with them, and they were like, "Well, this is not yours. This is our land. Like, what are you what are you talking about? Like digging in your land?" And so they were telling them, "Like, you can't dig here. Like, basically, like go find go find somewhere else." And um, instead of like going back and forth with them, Isaac was like, "All right, we'll go we'll go find somewhere else." And when they did, they found people that were quarreling with them there. And they're like, nah, you can't have this land. And then finally, they went somewhere else and they dug another well and they didn't have any issues at that well. So they said they're going to call that place Rehoboth because they're saying that God made room for them. And this is such an interesting story because it's like instead of giving up when they faced adversity, Isaac and his men, they kept digging. And that's something that's important for us to know that, like, even if you're facing adversity, you got to keep digging. You got to keep trying. You got to keep um, pressing on and believing that at some point it's going to happen. And that's encouraging for me, because, like I said, you we, I, I've, I've been doing what I've been doing for a long time. And you can get very discouraged when you try things and they don't work and you don't see the success that you want to see. But you got to be encouraged like Isaac to dig again, to keep digging and to believe that God is going to make a way at the right time. And um, it was interesting because not only did they just find a random place, they recognized that the place where God had given them grace and favor was a special place. God had made room for them. And, you know, I, I, Isaac, Isaac, as we know, was the promised child of Abraham and Sarah. And he, 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 he was the one that was promised to be, you know, uh, help help Abraham become the father of many nations, but you know the way how they had to wait. It, 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 it they waited until it seemed like it was impossible, and the angel came and visited them even after they went and had the child Ishmael with um, the servant Hagar, and the angel said that you're still going to have the promised child that God told you you're going to have. Yeah, time has passed. Yeah, it seems impossible. Yeah, technically it's not naturally possible, but. You're still going to have that child. And then Sarah heard in the next room and she laughed. And the angel's like, why did you laugh? She's like, I didn't laugh. He said, is there anything too hard for God? So we can't give up on our dreams and what God is putting our hearts to do just because time has passed. And it seems like it's, it's not likely, it's not possible anymore. And we should just move on. We got to hold on to what God has given us with faith and believe that nothing is impossible with God. Sometimes or a lot of times we feel like God has to meet our timetable and God is restricted to deadlines, but he's not time. Uh, God is not subject to time. Time is subject to God. That's something I say all the time because it's really true because even if time passes, God is still able to circumvent time and do what he wants to do. He steps into time and he moves and time has to react to what God is doing. So even if technically it feels like, you know, you're, you're getting older like I am and, and, you know, time, time is, is of the essence. You still have to learn how to wait on God and trust that at the right time. Like he said in Isaiah, at the right time, I, the Lord will make it happen. So this story is really encouraging because when they kept digging and they didn't see success at first, eventually they found the place where God had made room for them. Like God had set aside a special place and they called that place Rehoboth. So I want all of you that are listening to pray, Lord, show me the place where you've given me space, where where you've created space for me, because I know that you have a special place for me. And I believe that eventually I'm going to be able to see where you've created space for me and you're going to give me favor there. 
right? So you don't have to worry about trying to take someone else's spot or trying to compete with somebody that does something similar to you. You really have to believe that God has made room for you. God has made space for you. And at the right time, you're going to see it all come to pass. The, 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 the word Rehoboth literally means wide places or space. So it's not like God is going to give you a little crevice somewhere. He's going to give you a wide space where you're going to be able to flourish. I'm, th I'm reminded of uh, Psalms chapter one, where it's talking about those that are blessed because, you know, they blessed are they that uh, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate both day and night. Then it says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. And it says, and his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And I'm, I'm so encouraged by that because it's saying that you're going to, if you delight yourself in God, if you choose to do his will and to serve him, you're going to be able to bring forth your fruit in your season. In other words, at the right time, God is going to make space for you to, 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 to flourish in your season and your leaf won't wither. That means that it's not going to just, just go away, but you're going to continue to be sustained and whatever you do will prosper. That all happens when you hide yourself in God, when you, you, you study the word of God, apply it to your life, do his will, then you're going to be able to flourish in your season. And, you know, we say it all the time. Romans 8, 28 says, I can do all things uh, through Christ who strengthens me. And I remember my, my bro, the late Paris Bones was saying that, you know, it says that you could do all things when he strengthens you to do it. If he hasn't strengthened you to do it and you're trying to do something that's not his will for you to do, then you're not going to be able to do all things. You do all things that God has strengthened you to do. And, and too often we try to force things because we think that we're doing what's in God's will, but we need to learn how to seek God's will and seek where he has prepared that space for us. And, you know, there's a space for all of us. God doesn't neglect us. And we got to remember God loves every one of us with a love that we can never even comprehend. Sometimes when you're watching people that are successful, you can feel like God is playing favorites. But God really, really loves every one of us in a unique way, in an equal way. Because he, that wouldn't be uh, his character if he could love some more than others. The Bible says God is no respecter of persons. So we just have to trust that our loving father has a special place of grace for us. Jesus said that, if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts unto you? And that relates so much to me because me as a father, if I can, if I'm able to, I want to give my kids the best possible gifts. And, and that's, that's, that's just the nature of being a father. You want to do what's best for your kids and give them the very best that you can. He said, so if you have that desire and you're imperfect, you're in flesh, you're evil, how much more do you think your perfect father, the one that created you, the one that has numbered the hairs on your head, how much more do you think that he'll give to you? So you just have to learn how to trust him. You just have to learn how to lean on him and you have to learn how to depend on him because he loves you and he, before the very beginning of time, created a space of grace for you. And I just wanted to finish with uh, Psalms chapter 37, verse 18 and 19. It says, day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. They will not be disgraced in hard times, even in famine, they will have more than enough.
this is a promise of God that even when everyone else is struggling, we're going to have more than enough. He's created a great space of grace for us. And we just have to trust that he loves us and that he's going to take care of us. If you think about the children of Israel, when they were in Egypt, they were in slavery, but God still cared enough about them to prepare a place called Goshen, a place called Goshen where the drought would not affect them, where they would not have to go through the same thing that the Egyptians were going through. God always creates room and space for his people. So if you've been feeling like it's taking too long or maybe God doesn't want you to be successful in the field that you're in, just trust that God has a Rehoboth for you. He has a Goshen for you. He has a special place of grace for you. Just lean on him, trust in him, and wait on him. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. He is going to allow you to see that space of grace. All right. I pray that you're encouraged by today's episode. And like I always say, only what you do for Christ will last. Take it one day at a time and keep it pushing. This has been another episode of The Interlude with Drew. I'll catch y'all next time. Thanks for listening. It's The Interlude Welcome to The Interlude with Drew.